I won't be able to drive home with Gregory. All right, well, let's get clicking. Yes. <sighs> Hitting the record button. Oh, my God. Huh? I hate when you hit the record button and everything gets all fucked. what did you say? Huh? Nothing, go ahead. All right, no. Are we no. just does it without telling us? Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. All right, it's... so what are you doing? Are you going to introduce this thing right here quick? Which what? Your your little... little my little... I don't know. I, no. You're going to wait till later? Okay. <sighs> Why do you wait till you got to you're flustering me. You're flustering. Dude, you're flustering. you shouldn't get flustered. Me? Yeah, why are you um, getting flustered? Sweating. Just sweating. Ugh. Girl, I'm going to make you anyway, sweat. Anyways. Anyways. She's got a... <sighs> Hello, folks. Welcome to this horrible edition of uh, whatever it is we do. Anyways... I got, a, I got a few topics to go over today. Progress. Obviously, a couple movies that we would love to spoil for you so you can get all pissed at us and probably leave us no comments. Uh, it's Three's Company again. I think we got more of a... I think this is going to be more of a regular thing. A couple movies we're going to go over. I got I had to make a couple uh, audibles at the, oh, towards the end again. of the week. Uh, anyways, original hipster, uh, Fuckface McGee with his Batman t-shirt, and uh, Charlie Brown also in studio. So there's another guy here? Yeah, there's another guy. Ah! Where's Fuckface McGee? <sighs> all right. Anyways, all right, let's, let's settle in. Let's settle in. Let's, let's settle in. I'm we're settled. We're settled. You're settled. I'm a giant. You're not. You're a giant. It takes mess. you fucking 20 minutes to get into I know, the show. I know. I have, I have di- I'm like a diva. I really am a fucking diva. He does look pretty today. He's a diva Thank without you. a vagina. So. Diva without a vagina. Oh, well, hey, nowadays, nowadays, anything can happen. So uh, we, we watched a couple. First of all. Wait, uh, is this like the SoCal version with this. Uh, Almond and cranberry thing, a little tonic <laughs> water over here on the side. Yeah, I know. Living. Some some wheatgrass. Yeah, but uh, Turcotte from uh, the uh, Podcast Revolution recommended uh, Safety Not Guaranteed a while ago, and then you, what? Shane, recommended it again. Turcotte did Turcotte just stole shit. credit, bro. Yeah, he no, did. he did, he did an original recommendations. So I'll give him I'll give him uh, props for that. We never talked about, How about this. a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a year ago. <laughs> and then uh, spoiled. All right, Turcotte. Congratulations then, uh, on stealing. I'm going to yell at you. Shaniac recommended it again. So. We got those couple. I guess they would. I love the when you go to like IMDb and they drawing. have like all the haters and the public. You know, the, everybody who does their you know reviews of it and stuff. But I love the first review of Safety Not Guaranteed, starring uh, Aubrey Plaza. I love the first one. It just says this is a hipster movie. It's like who says that? I'm it's like, a I'm great not, movie. What does that mean? What does that good. mean? It's not great, dude. It's sweet as hell. It's good. Right. It's well, a touching uh, little movie. Let's get into it. Okay. First of all, both creepy. movies that we're reviewing today, Mud and Safety Not Guaranteed, were they like shot in like the same location practically? In like the same bayou? No. Safety Guaranteed takes place in Seattle. Does it? Yeah, like Washington area. Ocean View, yeah. Washington, yeah. All right. Let's start with that. Okay, <laughs> first. Mud starts is like in the backwoods Arkansas. of Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. Both <laughs> movies both movies you expect to end really depressing. Both movies you expect to end really depressing, right? They're supposed to end in like I don't know. You love depressing movies because you you know. What are we gonna talk about? I don't know. This movie is sweet though. Do you want to get in? You want to do mud? You want to do safety? No, we're starting new. I said safety, so just safety. Catch up. All right, here we go. But um, okay. It's as I expected. You know the 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 light goofy fucking piano music in the beginning. Do do. Oh, I hate my life. I'm from high school. I didn't have friends. I wasn't friends with anybody. And then Jeff, fat ass Jeff Garland, is beast and spaghetti and meatballs. You know. Single father. Whatever happened to him? Oh, yeah, mom died. She was flattened by a roller coaster or some shit. I don't know. But I, I like what you've taken away from the movie right so far. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know. Pretty much made it into a stupid movie. Right? Right. So, in other words, Aubrey Plaza couldn't find a job. She ended up getting a job at a magazine in Seattle. Yeah. And her father was a widower who also happened to be Jeff Garland. Right. Who's funny. And uh, funny. Uh, Jeff Garland's a funny dude. And who I almost like, sounded uh, like Seth Rogen. Yeah, she's like the outsider girl who had no friends. Awesome. Yeah. She's an Aubrey Plaza character. 
Yeah, she's. Because she's I like she's pretty. Oh, I love her. She's yeah, like she's an Olivia, great. like Olivia Munn. Nah, no. A little bit. I like her. No, she's not Olivia Munn. She is. She's better than she's her own. Munn. She's her own entity. She's her yeah, own entity. She, she is. She's, she's her a, own. She's on the periodic. I enjoy table. her. Element. She's she's, she's enjoyable. Her, I like her whole thing. Yeah, she's nobody else is kind of. She's her own entity. She's got her thing where she's like, oh, fuck this, I'm fucking hilarious, and it's like it's like almost like a hot Janine Garofalo, but funnier, right? She's she's great on Parks and Rec, by the way. Yeah. Who Aubrey? Yeah. It was my first experience with her. First oh, really? time experiencing Aubrey Plaza. Nice. Well, anyway, she did good. But uh, no, it was a great performance. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Like I, I, said, I expected, like one of those depressing endings. Like oh, it's like, all right, you know, we what? haven't even got into what it is. No, okay. The plot of the movie is basically a couple low life interns are working with this punk ass, like egotistical guy, kind of like me. You reminded me of somebody I know. Yeah, a little bit. It, a little and bit. <laughs> they read this ad in the paper about this guy who's going to go back in time. Doesn't say why. Safety, Safety not, guaranteed. not guaranteed is either the title of the ad or it's at the bottom of the no, it's ad. It's at the bottom of the ad, and, and they decide to write a good weapons. a new story on it. <laughs> and it's, it does it does say bring your own weapons in the ad, and they decide awesome. they want to they want to write a story about the ad to see what's going on. So pretty, they head down they head down pretty to, much to make fun of the guy. Is yeah, what they're doing Jake Johnson's character. Um, blah blah blah. You know, obviously, Aubrey Plaza, you know, falls in love with the guy, and da 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 da. da. But the ending was really. Like the ending, to the, the ending, What's, through, okay, through the can movie. We, can we talk about the movie and then we'll get to you know the what? ending? I'm go hang, to the ending I'm real quick ha- and we'll I, come back. I'm going right, to hang right, back. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Guys, because I'm in like Transformers, Robocop, G.I. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> masturbation let's, let's just mode. Let's say that. So you guys, you guys get to the middle and I'm going to talk about right, the end. All right, we'll say that you are in movie mode and we are in film film, film mode. slash picture. That was a, this was a picture, right? Yeah. I'd say this is a picture. All right, so they A picture? It's not a movie. the picture move? Yes, it's not a picture. It's so not a, a motion. It's not picture. a film. It's a. It, this is a picture, right? It, it was a. So they so they go to the the resort town, meet up with uh, Mark Duplass, who's awesome and everything. He's, he's the. In. Who's Mark Duplass? Is he the the ego guy, or was he the dude traveling back in time? No, he's traveling the guy that's back traveling back in time. Back in time. Yeah. Kenneth. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> who's guy? I gotta admit, guy was kind of creepy. Like he looked no, like he, he, was, was he looked like he was from the '80s. That fake ear kind of creeped me out a little bit. Yeah, he was a. He looked like a roadie for Def Leppard. Yeah, like, he did. You're right. He, he seemed did. He like a very. Like a he seemed like a very innocent guy though. Like he was kind of trapped in childhood kind of thing. But yep. you, were, you were waiting for him to like freaking like freak he out, flip or, out, flip out, or bug out on her, like. Like it was pretty cool. Like the guy was funny, right? It's, yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty. So funny. they basically say that people are following him. He's gonna go back in time, and he can't yeah. doesn't know if he can trust her or not. So yeah, then they uh, start working up, and I really like the way they interacted too. Like she was kind of a smart ass to him. The first it, scene when they interacted at the grocery store. Yeah, that was that and was goes, that was great. Everything yeah. she says goes over his head, and he takes it so innocently, like and serious, and she like. Starts to that starts to yeah because she, she kind of connected with him right, right he off the has, bat. Like he said. has like zero snark build up and she has nothing but snark and so <laughs> it starts to eat away at her uh, facade in the movie and uh, could he, uh, there was a scene in the movie where he calls it a zither but it's a zitar right yeah well, he pulls out a zitar oh, right, in front of the zither. campfire That's which is like a which is. That. Uh, what is it, like a 21-string guitar? Something ridiculous like that? I think that. it was only like four strings, actually. But, anyway. He plays it like... I don't think that's a zitar, like a... Like a like it's a, not like a Robbie Shane card. It's it's not, yeah, it's yeah, Robbie it's Shane card, like the guy who trained... Yeah, it's not, not like freaking... Well, I, I looked that up because I like that song, and it's uh, Ryan Miller from Guster. Oh, all right. Wrote, wrote the music okay. for it. And I, I heard oh, nice. a, a couple renditions of him doing the full version on acoustic guitar. And it was pretty good. It was pretty solid, yeah. 
It was pretty like I don't know if that guy actually sang it. Did he sing it himself? Yeah, pretty, yeah, he sounded good. He did a good job. Yeah. Like, I thought that well, was the relationship good. between them was pretty predictable. You knew that she was gonna be like into him. It was him. predictable but sweet though. Well, yeah, I don't know if it yeah. was predictable because well, I thought I, I didn't see her falling for him really. You know, I, I kind of thought it was gonna be like I don't know something. You know, okay. obviously some weird shit happened in the movie. Like you know, like like you expect. Okay, but. so other parts in the movie that I should definitely take note while the. Okay, while she's talking with, you know, Marty McFly there who wants to go back in time, uh, the other More dude like there, Brown. the mm-hmm. other the other dude there, Mark Duplass, mm-hmm. was, the reason he went, wanted to do the article to go all the way to wherever they were going, is he wanted to, uh, well, I mean, Jack, wa- Jack, Jack Johnson's character. He wanted, to hook, he wanted Jake, to hook Jake up, Johnson, he wanted yeah. to hook up with a, a girl he knew back in high school. So yeah. that really, you go, you see, the, the, it goes yeah, in that Jeff, side, Jeff that side the, relationship. Yeah, to, to me it was all about like, uh, which was kind of cool. It was it was all about like past regrets. Like she yep. had the you know her regrets from her mother being killed, so she had this yep. facade built up. Boring and, plot filler. And he no, it wasn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. And uh, Jake Johnson's character was basically just all facade. He was filling his life with empty crap that doesn't matter and acting like he was awesome. But Smashing he smashing chicks and not even. Caring but he about was it. going back trying yep. to relive his glory days when he was actually more innocent and you know going back and yeah. enjoying all that. So yeah. so the and the he mean, called the girl fat when she's beautiful. Yeah. And then there was the Indian kid who she's had regular like... regular sized. Yeah. Yeah, she was not... Well, yeah, we can forget about the Indian kid. He was like the classic... Well, he was kind of... He was just kind of in there. He was like the classic like... Indian kid. No, like... <laughs> well, I mean, like that classic nerdy type dude that like, you know, he's like 20-something years old. He's mad smart. He's never been laid. And then... Yeah. What happens? You know, Jake... Do it, Jack Johnson. Jake Gyllenhaal, sure. Go. That's fine. Let's just say Jake Gyllenhaal takes was him out and, and, and gets him yeah. boned kind of, you know, it's... it's <laughs> That's a classic storyline right there from a lot of those types of And then he just kind of goes away. And after that, he just doesn't matter after that. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he freaking busts a nut. And but in the meantime, kinda, the, kinda lays out. the uh, the FBI is actually high, is actually seeking out this cat because apparently... Were they he the did, FBI? He stole a few yeah. things. Yeah, they, because, he, because in order to build because in order to build a time <laughs> machine, you need some expensive metals and lasers. And, you know, uh, apparently he uh, had to steal a few of them. Yeah. And, um, yeah. all right. That shit got real, though, at that right. one scene, though. Fuck the rest of that like, stuff. Fuck. Let's get to the ending. Dude, that was my stuff. type of ending. My type of I ending. I have a lot. Because I was expecting... We're going back. I was expecting... <laughs> we could do our own podcast called Film Review. Film. <laughs> Film. Let's talk about substance. Yeah, I was expecting... Okay, you lied to me, blah, 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 and then running off into the woods, and then you she'd run, and he'd be dead. My, and that'd be pretty much the end of it. My expectation was... Oh, I love you now. I don't need to go back in time and save her. That's what I expected. And Mark, I was thinking too. Yeah, but but what happened was what every nerd wanted to happen. He built a freaking time machine <laughs> well, we on a fucking boat. They disappeared, <laughs> bro. Yeah, but they disappeared. We don't know where they went. We don't know if they just vaporized. And how about the worst FBI agents of all time? All they did is sit their mouths agape instead of actually trying to do something. And Duplass's character, this guy he's got his, pu- his fist pumped in the air. That was so awesome. Jake, John- Jake you know, Johnson again. Yeah, and he, he puts his he puts his hand in the air and then the uh, intro. We got like a shout out to John yeah. Cusack. <laughs> or, yeah. or is that, no, not John Cusack. Uh, what's his face from uh, Breakfast Club? Yeah. <gasps> but... No, I don't think they vaporized. I think I'm gonna. Take, I think they went back in time. I think they actually went back in time. Yeah, and I'm vaporized. gonna go with that because you know what? It was just kind of like okay, because I mean, because that movie was hopeful and it wasn't snarky. It was like you know what? Good shit can happen. Let's put it this. Let's put it this way. If they were to like get vaporized or whatever like that, or they would, it would have looked. It would have made it a little more gruesome. Like while that 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 freaking bubble was expanding, they would have just gotten like fried or whatever. I'm thinking this guy kind of knew what he was doing. 
even though he was sort of insane. Well, but, I don't know if he was insane more along the lines where he was, like, depressed and really probably... Well, that's what I do smart. when I'm depressed. I build time machines, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, the guy, like, I lost a girl that he was, like, he was into, you know? And he, and he, and he Who met, was... Uh, okay, Kristen who's the, Bell. Kristen a, Bell kind of shows, oh, hi, here, I'm here to make but an extra like, 25 grand. He messed it up, you know? Like, he messed it up. And he drove his car through her boyfriend's house. Right, but he messed it up before that, and he wanted to go back, and he wanted to make it right. So, right. I mean, yeah, he lied to... to Aubrey Plaza's did character. he lie to Aubrey Plaza, he did, or did he, he go back in time and save her already? He bro? told her that she was dead. Yeah, but did he go? Back no, in time he didn't go back in time. How do you know? Because he didn't leave a note in the box. Oh, Christopher Nolan! The only write stuff <laughs> in the box is something went wrong. If you don't write something in the he box, he didn't go back successful. in time because he didn't get everything set up. Yeah, beforehand. It's it's a it's a it's a movie but, that you can. Sorry, go ahead. dude. You know what? No, I'm sorry. You know, you make a great point though, actually, because he acts surprised. <laughs> now you just, now you just. Ugh. No, it's like Inception. You can't, you can't it's like Inception. For you can go down this road because you make. Then why say that? Why say it if you're not going to want to go down this road? No, that's all right. Because you, you said say, the opposite. Of he the was truth. surprised. You're right, though. He was surprised when she said that. I can't remember her name. Um, Aubrey Plaza. No, oh, uh, Scarlett Johansson. The, uh, <laughs> Kristen Bell's character was alive, and he was like, was she alive? alive? Oh, that's great. You know, Sarah Marshall. But it was like, was he saying it? Was he surprised that she met here? Or was he surprised that she was actually alive and maybe it worked? Depends on how cynical of a person you are. Well, it depends. All right, it, well, then what do you think? I think he went back in time and saved her, goddamn So it. you think that I'm cynical <laughs> because I'm saying that no, I'm he just lied kidding. to her to get her to go back in time with him. Yeah, wait a minute. Why would he go back in time anyways? Because he still had to go back in He's time. He's like, wait a minute. He goes, at the end, he goes, I'm updating the mission. I'm going back in time for you. Yeah. She's yeah. already there. Mission accomplished. Exactly. No, he wanted to go back in time and save her, her mom. No, he didn't. He wanted to go back in time. Well... Yeah, he was being selfish. He went back in time because he wanted anger. At the well, age. here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, he's like 20 years old. He wanted there. to be a pedophile. You got all those notes. I do have notes. Good point. I want, now, now you're throwing this Terminator aspect into it, of like time travel, back to uh, the future type shit, where bro? it's like, yeah, this was a nice, like, simple movie, but now all of a sudden, no, wait, well, it goes big, it goes, it goes deeper. Did he go back in time and save her already? How do we know that? Like, did he, did he say how she died or no? Mm-hmm. Right? So oh yeah, in the car. She went back to get ice cream for. And some guy shot her. Either that or she at got a gas a car station wreck or something. That, yeah. was, that was that was Aubrey Plaza's mom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, Kristen Bell's character. She he he said some jerk drove through her uh, living room and killed her. Oh, so maybe he did. Maybe he killed her, doing that. Mm-hmm. It's like that episode of Quantum Leap when he. God. When JFK still got shot, but he saved uh, Jackie O. Oops, sorry. Jackie O. Yeah. And, in Quantum Leap. Well, all right. So anyway. do we want to... So here's my thing about it, okay? Go ahead. What's your... What's the your... moral of the whole story was the whole safety not guaranteed, right? Yes. Right. Which seemed a little heavy-handed, but did you guys notice well, how it was safety not guaranteed in life? Like, you have all these past regrets and you either want to relive it or fix them. And so it's like you have to take a chance and the safety's not guaranteed if you go back. And safety's not guaranteed if you go take a chance and try something. Like, like Jake Johnson finally took a chance and dropped his bullshit attitude and she was like... He got burned for it. Yeah, though. and so he got burned, so it's like safety's not guaranteed in that. So then he went, which led to one of my favorite scenes, and he made the little boy, the um, Indian kid, go out and have the night of his life. He got Remember when he got right in his face? He's like, you need to live. <laughs> and it's like one of the most uh, kind of heartbreaking but also awesome, hilarious scenes of the movie when he's driving, the, he's taking him out and gets those underage girls and then they're driving the go-karts and he's like drinking whiskey and smoking yeah. cigarettes and laughing and crying at the crying. same time. And Yeah, that was an emotional time. And then an that the moment. boy the, the boy needed to take a chance also because 
the boy needed to take a chance because he was, you know, he was like, why are, An you, introvert. Make, are you making fun of me? And he's like, no, I'm not making fun of you. And he gives him the sunglasses and he's like, this guy slays chicks and took him out. Yeah. And, yeah. You really got into that, huh? Well, no, it's cool. I just think I it's good. I mean, I didn't, maybe I'm just not that deep with it, but I didn't. Well, it's not really that deep. The, it's just it is a, like, as deep as you want it to be. The yeah. end just the ending. a deep ass movie. Well, and then, Aubrey, uh, you know, Aubrey, like she had a good life and then she shut down and she had to basically you know, open up to somebody again and she opened up to him and she got burned a bit because she thought he lied to her about Kristen Bell. But He may have. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, but then he she took another chance and was rewarded by going back in time. I have to waste say, time, let's move on. So you the, think they went back in time? I think they did. I have I to say, okay, to wrap that whole awesome fucking movie. Matrix shit up, I have to say, <laughs> the ending validated the movie for me. It was worth my time. Uh, just because it was because with with the movie it was like okay let's just take the easy way out he either gets arrested goes insane or just they don't add anything special to it but they took it they took it it was ballsy it was ballsy because it could be really lame that they went back in time but goddamn it who cares I bought into it that was pretty cool and I took it for what it was I mean I mean some serious some good looking special effects at the end it's just like I just you either gonna go one way at the end where it's like. Oh, that was cute. Oh, that was sad. Or it's like, holy shit, that's a fucking laser on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and the good thing about this movie, too, is it's also kind of a gateway indie film into... To a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> into other things. Safety like, Not Guaranteed 2. <laughs> like, Mark, you know, you can look into Mark Duplass's background with, uh, you know, your sister's sister or um, Jeff who lives at home. And then you can go to Jake Johnson and all the stuff he's done with, like... Uh, um, drinking buddies. Jeff lives at home. Uh, we talked about that. Yeah, that was a good movie. Dupos, I like that. Dupos I like that ending. That. I like that ending. Uh, um, him and his brother. You know, they're they're movie makers and producers. Or what did I give that? I gave that a solid three stars. Which if, one? Uh, Safety not guaranteed. I yeah, gave I was gonna solid, say that's better than I gave Jeff it, who lives at home. I like Jeff who lives at home. I, I think thought this that one's a lot it better. wasn't funny. No, it Jeff wasn't funny. At home is it kind of like um, Seagull? It's a drama. I know what it, I know, but is it kind of like that movie? I think I just liked it because what's her face was in it. From Archer, who played Cheryl. Oh, I don't know. Who's, what's that movie with Judy Steve Greer? Burrell? Life of Dan or something like that. That was oh, oh, that was that was a with Dane Cook movie. with Dane Cook. Yeah. No, 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 no. Was Dane Cook in that? Yeah. But you know what I'm talking anyway, about? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a quick movie. It was like kind of I watched blah. it. Yeah. Steve Carell kind of went to that house for a birthday party, and that was it. Yeah. Dane Cook was in that too. Yep, he was. He was his brother who was oh, right, ended right, up right. with. Uh, yeah, they basically... That so one huge Juliet Binoc. I, I can't think of Juliet Binoc. He usually gets yeah, naked in most okay, movies. No, right. but... Uh, I'll have to watch that then. We'll talk about Jeff that. Lives at Home? Yeah, I'll check it it's out. It's a decent I mean, movie. He's it's like my favorite. Don't but... expect it to be funny. Yeah. Well, but I, mean, I, good... did, I didn't know Dude, what to do. I, I think, I think drinking, drinking Buddies would be a better movie. Great movie. Well, that's what I was saying. I want to do... for I want to do... Jeff Lives at Home is a great movie. Oh, the next two, dude? I got that set. I got that set up. We're going to go... We're going to go a little... We're going to go a little dirtier with the next two. We're going to get a little... We're going to get a little... Sorry, we'll get a little. It's going to be not skank movies what, like En La Cama or some shit like that what the hell right. is En La Cama I don't know I was thinking of something so what's, what, what are our ratings I gave it a solid three stars I like the movie I recommended it it's a great couples movie uh, the ending just did it for me it really made the movie like, I loved it like you know yeah, I, liked it I go lot. four I go <laughs> four too I loved it alright so, I don't give a I'm shit I'm gonna be generous good. I thought it was awesome I'm I mean, gonna be putting that uh, rating up over on the website uh, I kind of go by how I feel afterwards, and I gotta admit, I was sitting by myself watching it. I and smiled. Smiled. I smiled. I smiled the whole goddamn time. Yeah, so at the ending, I was like, "Nice." Yeah, exactly. I went. I was like, that "Movie, you know," and I and you felt sad, and then you smiled at the yeah. end, and you're like, all "I right, think the only reason I, right. I think actually, you know, what, I was I think the main reason I liked the movie." 
Because it wasn't G.I. Joe retaliation. <laughs> they also did keep it a little real. It was a little silly and a little fantastical, but they also kept it real in like the breakdown scenes. And yeah, I mean, I mean, it was a good movie. It was yeah. just like, hey, you know, we know that this, you know, time travel. We obviously, well, everybody thinks it's not possible, but it's just what it, you know. It's just a movie. It's a system. It's, it's just hey. One of my favorite parts is when is. he meets up. Jake Johnson meets up with his ex girlfriend, and she's like, "So how's your life going?" He's like. Got an awesome job, make a yeah. lot of money, and drive a BMW. How do you think it's going? Escalate. Oh, Escalate. by the way, um, yeah, he's such an asshole. By the yes. way, folks, if you're buying something on Amazon, just go to positivesarcasm.com. Click on the bottom of the homepage, the Amazon banner. It costs you nothing. Uh, it helps kick back for uh, supporting the podcast. In case, in case you have high security settings, uh, there's an am- there's a link right underneath it. This helps support the podcast and uh, my friend's alcoholism. So just click uh, Amazon.com. Go to positivesarcasm.com. Click, fuck, I don't even have the reading underneath me. Just go to PositiveSarcasm.com, click on the Amazon banner underneath it, and it helps us out. Really, now, I appreciate where, it. where is the fuck I don't have the reading underneath me button? That is at the bottom of the page, <laughs> PositiveSarcasm.com. If you click on movie reviews, Marcher, I update those weekly Marcher with the movies that we usually rant and rave about. There's a lady walking oh, a little child. Oh, that's good. Let's pause. <laughs> no, nah, let's not. Let's just keep going. Um, just anyways, take, we'll, okay. Take you guys watched... Uh, no, we just don't have to swear. I, it's kind of hard not to. <laughs> in case you're wondering what I'm muttering about, this is actually the patio edition. So, generally, there's people running about and doing all kinds of silly so stuff. So, there's more than one patio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to take a Can quick... Can I just say, like, I was thinking yeah. about going back to Safety Not Guaranteed a little bit. Sure, go ahead. Did you think that, like, like his character, like, Mark Duplass' character, like... I was, like, I was, like, in his late 30s, but I was, like... Kind yeah, of, he was like, a little older. A lot older than little that. Older. Like, a little bit older than that. And, and, and Aubrey Plaza was, like, supposed to be, like, 22. That's kind of what I thought, too. I was, yeah. like, it's kind of creeped so out. So he's kind of robbing the cradle a little? I don't know. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, but... He was, had the, he had the sweet mullet and driving the T-top. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, that was a uh, Datsun 280. Oh, was it? Oh, thank you for correcting me. Car was hilarious. Don't need to be cynical. The car was funny. The hair was. Hilarious. I like the, do- the yellow Datsun. It was like a 280 or a 240. It was awesome. We had the headband rocking. The headband a lot was hilarious. And his, right. and his karate was terrible. No, no. The training montage scene was was classic amongst training montage scenes. What's that? that? I have no idea. All so, right, so let's moving on. Let's get to mud. Let's let's get to that movie. Uh, it just. I don't. What what took McConaughey so long to start making good movies? Really, just I mean, Ghost of Girlfriends passed. Really, Dude, anything he, he did made with, a lot of money on that. So yeah, he anything he, he anything he did with McConaughey, Kate McConaughey did it backwards. Where, where he, he really did. Where he banked and then he could just do now anything he does. He's like the exact okay. opposite of De Niro. Anything he does now is like considered art compared to the crap that he did before. <laughs> he is. He's like the opposite of De Niro now. I went into it. I was I was telling uh, Lamontane over here earlier. I went into it. I went into it really cynical, right? And I was going to take my notes and I was going to check off how many times McConaughey took off his shirt. And I was like, I was going to make it. And joke. it was funny. He never took his shirt off except for well, towards the end. Three fourths of the way through the movie, I was like, oh my god, he has to take off his shirt. And I wrote down here. I wrote down. Uh, uh, I'm amazed that he didn't take off his shirt at all. And then. Three minutes later, he takes <laughs> off the damn shirt, doesn't have it on the rest of the movie except for one scene. Classic. He Classic to, McConaughey. He had to take it off. It's kind of like when we were saying, it's like I told you, it's not a McConaughey movie unless he goes bare-chested. And it's like when Tom Cruise makes the All movie, right. it's not a Tom huh. Cruise movie unless he's running from something. I was saying that he came on the set the first day without a shirt, and they're like, hey, uh, you kind of need a shirt. And he's like, McConaughey doesn't wear shirts. <laughs> he went third. So they had, went say, third person. They, they had say. to make up a whole story about Wait. how his shirt was magical no, in, in, in order to get McConaughey. Let's insert. Let's insert the plot. Mud is well, a story. Can I, want, I want to say one thing about Mud for you to the plot. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> God damn, son of a bitch. Stop. I just wanted to say how I was kind of pissed I had to watch this movie because I wasn't in the mood for like a drama. It's good. Right. But I turned, when you I got put a it, job to do, son. When I put it on, all right, 
in the first scene, waking up in the morning, and they're on the river, going down the river, and that music, the little intro, yeah, that, in a good mood. that shit brought me in, and I was like, okay, this is... This, See, that's what reminded me to, to let you know about uh, Explosions in the Sky. Yeah, and that song I downloaded today, it's by, like, Lucero or something like that. Oh, yeah, they're a good band, yeah. dude. That was a great song. It pulled me maybe in. I was like, into, okay. Maybe you're into Americana. Hook me. I'll hook you up. All right. I was like, that kind of got me. I was like, okay, this now I'm interested. I want to see what happens. All right. To let's insert the plot. My first thought about the whole thing: How did a kid in redneck rural um, Arkansas hear about the band Fugazi and get a Fugazi T-shirt? I don't know. Kind of like how the uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Kind of like how they ship the road. Kind of like how they ship those T-shirts over to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how does this guy know about Fugazi from Washington D.C.? Anyway, okay, go ahead. It's Fugazi. Anyways, plot point: Two kids in Arkansas. You said. Yeah, uh, they got a boat. Right? You know, it's it's very rural. Parents are poor, things like that. On the they river. discover they discover this homeless man living on an island just down the bayou, and then there's a story plot a plot behind that where he needs to get off the island, and they trade favors and not not those kinds of favors. They trade like food for you know boat supplies because there was a boat that they wanted and they claimed that was stuck up in a tree probably from the last hurricane or something, but he that was, was since cool. this gentleman Mud was living in it. Uh, he's like, okay, well, I need favors from you, you need favors from me, and then it, the plot goes on throughout the movie. And it, there's also a few things about the movie that it was it, it was a little real as far as, like, the life and the harshness and the government situation where if, if the parents were to get divorced, they'd lose the property and they'd tear the house down. Because a lot of people down there live right on the river, and if they were to ever lose the value of the property or whatever... The government could just come in and just rip the house to pieces. This and that's movie it. reminded me how much I want to see the movie Winner's Bone, Jennifer Lawrence's first movie that she almost won an Oscar for. Well, I believe it's on Netflix. Right? Yeah, it's pretty it badass. I want to watch it. This movie, <clears throat> it, it does it. It starts out, yeah. Obviously, it starts out slow, but it picks up really quickly with the drama. Reese Witherspoon kind of comes out of nowhere. There's a lot of love and relationship type advice type stuff. They did a good the job of making her look small town too, giving her roots in her hair and, and a black eye. Yeah, yeah she is small town. And isn't I, she? I wrote yeah. down. I wrote Sweet down Alabama. Also yeah, that Reese Witherspoon didn't talk for 55 minutes in the movie. <laughs> yeah, there was. Well, she had that one scene in the, Wait, in the parking be. lot in the grocery store, right? And then that was yeah, it. And yeah. she didn't say anything the whole time. Right, but yeah. it was it was a, she was getting beat up by that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really that was a really really good movie. The and obviously. It all builds up to the end where he, you know, what's going to happen to him. And. Hello, duckies. Quack, quack. That duck dynasty. Yeah. I like it when uh, Ellis introduces Neckbone and, and he looks neckbone. at. Neckbone. He goes, Neckbone. That's a hell of a tag you got there, boy. <laughs> Great. You know, really good movie. I love the ending as far as um, where the kid ends up in life, figures it out. It's like, oh, that's right. There are other hot chicks in the world because he got dumped by that like 18 year old. And okay. This kid just goes around and punches people in the face. I love that part he where he did. Just, he goes across the street where that girl, where the girl gets like shoved or whatever. Goes across the, the street, the punches the guy. This fourteen-year-old kid looks like he was twelve. Goes across the street and punches this dude in the face who happens to be like a senior in high school. Just rips one right across his face and drops him. Did you yeah. guys notice how he was always shooting older too? Like at the end, the girl was sixteen, or you know, she was driving the car and she waves at him. He's like, "What's up?" Yeah, he knew it's what he was good. doing. He was. A, he, I mean, he just did it because he's a good kid. It's, that's what happens when uh, McConaughey's your. Uh, your mentor? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think he just, I think he did that one thing at the beginning because he saw a girl in trouble and he's like, hey, that guy's being a dick to her. And so. I knew the redneck across the street couldn't be McConaughey's dad because his hair wasn't good enough. <laughs> it's too short. Yeah, like the yeah. Cut. Did you guys notice how he had a, uh, what is it, four or five o'clock shadow the entire movie? I had a military cut with the hair. No, McConaughey. He was living on the island and never grew a full beard. He always he's had a He's only there very... for like four days. Wow. Well, 
How long do you think he was there for? The know, bread like was fresh. A week or so. Yeah, five days. Think so? <laughs> At least. No more than five days go by in that movie. So anyway, he... he, he well, I didn't really pay attention to that part. I just knew that he got on the island and then that was it. He was always in love with Reese Witherspoon and he found out some guy was beating her up. And Juniper. So, yeah. Juniper. So Juniper. He, he went and killed the, uh, the guy that was uh, beating her up, so then he had to go hide out on the island and wait for her. Yeah. Sort of thing. But... Yeah, they, then uh, once they find out where he is, in a way, they track, they follow the kids throughout the movie. Uh, they follow Reese Witherspoon's character to see where she's gonna go, and they some hitman come into town, and it was it gets it gets pretty like it turns from a drama into a thriller pretty quick. But the ending was awesome as far as uh, he jumps in the river, he gets shot, da da da. da. The kid goes off into into the town. He realizes that, you know city life can't be that is is not that bad. Yeah, because they tore down his house. Yeah, they tore down his I house because his parents end up getting a divorce in the movie. So they went from basically having enough money for a shanty to having enough money for like a three bedroom or two bedroom house. Well, the thing with it, I know, I, it's like, it looked like she was mo- looked like the was moving next door, like in the suburb. But his dad yeah. was like working the river, like he fished. He was a fisherman. Yeah, but that ain't gonna buy you a damn. Well, I mean, what do you, I mean, down there, you don't know. You don't know how much it could be. We were talking earlier at lunch um, that uh, the. Ellis Senior, the dad, did a, a a really awesome job in that movie too. He was yeah, yeah he was a guy. Guy. I wrote They were all realistic. Ray McKinnon. I don't, yeah. I've never seen him in anything. Yeah, have you seen The awesome. Blind Side? Oh yeah, yeah. Who's he the coach of the football team? Oh the right on. Yeah. He did good in that movie. Yeah, he did, yeah. the guy's a good job. Yeah, kind I, of thought, I, I love the relationship between him and his son. Like you know, any movie that's got that type of relationship, you know, mm-hmm. like I can always kind of can always sympathize with that. And I. And my, and my thoughts on the movie was it was I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah, it was good. Um, it's kind of like a lot of other movies out there, but it was done a different way. The ending, I don't know how I feel about the ending. I didn't expect which which I, ending. Like the ending, I was where... waiting for something to happen. If he went to the house, but I didn't. I didn't know how it was going to end. I was like, that's the obvious way to end the movie with the guys in a gunfight. I, the, I don't sni- know. the sniper guy. Across yeah, the street I mean, I didn't. Ass. I don't know if I liked the the raid on the kid's house at the end. I thought. I, what do they care? What? Who cares? The hitman. All they care no, about is. No, I'm saying as a yeah, viewer, they, they let neckbone. As a viewer, I don't know if I like. What are they gonna do? Shoot him? I was I was buying this movie until that part, and I was like, okay, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I mean, it so might River, have been a River, little. Those arcs justice. I don't know. It might have been a little too much, but then again, I don't know. I'm not down. I'm not from down there. It, it could be. It could be a true light. You know, it could be something. That's, that's a state over from where or under from where I grew up, and it's a different world already. I mean. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. it's a totally different world. It's not. It's not the same situation. If they want to go down there and kill somebody, they're going to go down there and kill somebody, regardless of who's in the house. Because all they have to do is take them and throw them in the river, and that's one, pretty much the end of it. One of the awesome parts of that movie, though, for me, was when bury the, the evidence with the alligators. When the old man was shooting the uh, water moccasins from his porch or whatever. Dude, is that not fucking creepy? Yeah, or what? my grandpa used to sit on his porch with the shotgun uh, at, at the lake and shoot the uh, water snakes. I thought you. I thought you were going to say something totally <laughs> racist so awesome. right there. <laughs> I'll say my grandpa had the same haircut and everything. That flat top with the gun shooting. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like fun when you can relate. That's, like, that's, that's, that's all shot. Yeah, that's all makes, always makes the movie better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you find something, you can say, okay. There was a lot of realism to the movie. The drama was great. McConaughey is always. Ever since I saw The Lincoln Lawyer, I've bought into just about anything. Oh, he's, God. He, I love that movie. That Lincoln was Lawyer a great was a, movie. Lincoln Lawyer was fantastic. It? Yeah. Was it not good? Good stuff, yeah. But right. Mud, as far as the ending goes, towards the end, the end itself, okay? You always want McConaughey to live. Kind of All right, so as far as that goes, that's a solid four, solid four stars for me. That boat was pretty sick, wasn't it? When it was all said and done, a couple patchwork. That boat was I mean, sweet. Yeah, I mean it was cool. They did a good job. I mean, 
I think we're forgetting one great thing about this movie. Uh, Go ahead, because I know and, it's, uh, a, it's a different vibe than the no, mo- and, movies and we're usually a, watching. So we're kind of on a lower note. This character wasn't in the movie for a lot of the time, but I think Michael Shannon did a great job, like just kind of coming in and being like yeah, that uncle, General Zod. You know, like kind of being oh, that yeah, he was uncle. Awesome. Like he had a he had a couple killer lines in there when it was like he was saying the thing, he was saying something without saying it. You know, and That's it, was, how... it was great the way he did it. I thought it was I thought he did an awesome job in this movie. Um, and he didn't. He he didn't get. You think his character get was getting, in the way? No, yeah, you, you, not think, at you all. thought not that his, his character would get in the way or be a rat or something like that. And I he mean, just kind of was there. You were waiting for something to happen, but he was like, you know, he when when he saw Neckbone and um and Ellis there, you know, hanging out with Mud, he was like, okay, well, you know, what what's going on here? Let me let, let me let me say something to Neckbone about it. And he didn't really say anything. He was like, you got something to say to me? And he didn't say. He's like, just you know, watch your back. And then he said, then he talked to Ellis. He's like, you know, don't get my nephew into shit that you can't get him out of. And that was it. You know, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of like. Make sure you don't do something stupid. Well, that's I mean, another. That was another. That's the answer to my question. How yeah. how did uh, the kid get a Fugazi T-shirt? His, his what's your weird... what is your obsession with the Fugazi T-shirt? Like, what's it's your... a punk rock album, a punk rock band. So what's that, the big deal? It's a really. That's random as hell that a kid in a twelve-year-old wow. would know about Fugazi. All right, maybe his uncle was Fugazi fan playing his guitar. I guess so. That's what I was saying. All right, there yeah. you go. Or maybe they got it at the Walmart down the road. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sell Fugazi at Walmart. Uh, you don't know. <laughs> Fugazi would blow up a Walmart before. I mean, the kid was rocking a Casio Illuminator. That was right? awesome. I got the same watch, all right? All right. Different style. All right, it's, what do you think about that movie? Oh, that was a really good movie. It, it could have been... The movie, like... The movie right, was really, I, think, I think you guys are right. You need superhero movies because it's easier to get worked up about them. It is. <laughs> you, I can talk about this movie. I can talk about Safety Guaranteed for an hour and a half if you wanted to. We did. Safety was not guaranteed. That's the whole point. Dude, if safety was I mean, guaranteed, it wouldn't have been a movie. Did I not like, read you my like, notes? That's the whole point of the movie. Like, okay, these two movies, you would think they don't... Really, I mean, the, the, the one, the one thing like that I see that ties these two movies together is... Yeah. is I'm going to be all kind of like sentimental about it. It's kind of love, okay? Yeah. Like, Safety Guaranteed was a journey for love to get to pick up, to get back love, searching for that one person, and, and Mud was the same thing. Mud was searching for that... For love, you know? And the kid, the kid too, all about love. The kid, you know, he let his parents and... When, when, his, when his parents were you know started to get you know separated and stuff, he took it really hard, and he kind of lashed down to mud a little bit. But then when he found out like how mud was kind of lying to him just to use him, he took it really hard, you know. And and, and the best scene in that movie, and I'm sure everybody that sees that movie is gonna say it, the best scene in the movie is when the kid yells at him, runs away, falls into the snake oh, into yeah, the yeah. snake river, and what does mud do? Saves his life. For for one second, mud, he looks up and he said, and you have the look on his face where he's like. Do I give a shit or should I care? Or no, yeah. do I do I give a shit or do I just whatever? And he ultimately decides to jump into action. The music played at that moment was fucking fantastic. Alright. <laughs> it, it, it was it was energetic. It was you felt the rush of it, you know. And and Mud's running, he grabs the shirt, grabs the shirt, puts it on, you know, grabs the scoops kid out of the fucking water, kicks the boat into the water, boom, dude. It was a badass scene. <laughs> he does it all as a selfless act. The whole movie, he's he's a selfish guy trying to get what he wants, and then in, in that one scene, he shows a little side of himself where, hey, I can be selfless. You know, I can do something for somebody else. It was not so transformative. Anything. It was. Yeah. I don't know, man. I thought it was a good movie. But I mean, where did he get the Fugazi? <laughs> where did Mud get the pair of Levi's? Okay. I gotta be honest. I'm not even a big fan of Fugazi. I don't like him either, but no. it's just random as hell. I mean, they come up on my they come up on my Pandora account all the time. I've never listened to Fugazi. I don't even. I don't even know the Fugazi is like one of those major they origin- underground. Bands. They originated from a band, a punk band from DC called Minor Threat, whose songs were like a minute and a half long. Were they from Minor Threat? 
The, uh, the, I'm gonna the think lead singer about this because nobody's gonna listen to call us assholes. Lead singer <laughs> is from uh, is from Minor Threat, form Fugazi. I don't know, man. Cool. Just like well, anyway, yeah. You're I right. did notice the shirt, and I was like, what? <laughs> but I didn't think much of it. Like I was like, <laughs> I just thought it was random. But yeah, you're right. That was a cool scene. I don't know, man. I got into it. Like, if I watch a movie and I like it, I really start thinking about it and I get into it. Like, I, ha- you, you have to try to like associate yourself with something or find something in the movie that you can relate to. Because if you can't do that, then it's just not. It's not worth your time. It's Two not and a half stars. <laughs> because of the Fugazi T-shirt. <laughs> I'm gonna give it three and a half. I mean, I say three. I give it three. A solid three stars. I mean, just because I was wasn't a huge fan of the ending, it was kind of predictable, but. You know what I'm gonna give it? I liked it. Four stars. Really? What? I thought okay. it was. A, I thought it was a really good movie. I respect. I love the ending. I do the too. Kid, the kid. The kid. Okay. Was, uh... well, there are a lot of kid actors that are full of shit. Kid. Kid he ate the movie it. up. Yeah, he nailed kid it. Ate kid ate the movie. Was the star of the movie. McConaughey was got got uh, nominated for best supporting actor for that movie in like the shoot. I, I don't. I don't remember the kid what nailed the movie. But the kid was the star of the movie. He play, He he had that like. That stone face, like through, you know, throughout the entire flick, of like looking like a backward, a backwoods kid. Mm-hmm. He ate that up, and when he had to show his emotions, he did. It was a, it was, it was. Dude, the, the kid, kid did didn't miss job. a beat throughout the whole I was flick. Telling, I was telling Lamontane, it's like a. Uh, kid, but where did he get that Fugazi T-shirt? <laughs> it's a redneck stand by me in a way. Oh well, my dude, god! Like, and the <laughs> snake thing was gross too. That was awesome. They showed the There's whole There's always that one thing that comes back to it. You know what I mean? There's always like something that happens. And like they showed the snakes at the beginning of the movie. First scene, yeah. snakes were in the water. And they talked about the snakes throughout the movie. Mud even had the snake on it, the snake tattoo on it. They his did arm. do a little foreshadowing. Yes. I mean, it is what it is. I no, mean, it was good. I like it. Oh, it was a good movie. They just didn't foreshadow where the t shirt came from. <laughs> I don't think anybody gives a shit where the t shirt came from except for you guys. That's why it's funny because you're getting worked up about the t shirt. I know. I don't know. You know what we'll try to do? Like, yeah, towards the end of the podcast, we'll circle back around. Talk about the t-shirt. Yeah. All right, let's move on. What did you think? All right. What as far as the movie goes, four stars. Out. Okay. Four stars. You guys want to talk a little Tarantino? Sure. Of course you do. Why not? All right. Doing a cur- uh, couple current event topics for this week. One of them is about Tarantino. First of all, I love Tarantino. Everybody loves Tarantino. A little in the salad next to the bacon. It's awesome. But uh, he had a script that he was writing called The Hateful Eight. What happened was, apparently, script got leaked. Some directors get pretty pissed about that. Uh, Gawker was the one who supposedly published it, and he filed a lawsuit. He scraped the whole movie, too, didn't he? He, he scrapped it for now, but he's apparently going to rewrite it. Uh, he sued Gawker. Here's the problem. He lost the first round of Gawker, and I'll read it to you. Lawsuit filed by the Academy Award-winning screenwriter, Quentin Tarantino. Uh... Yeah, it failed in the first round. In January, posted link. In January, Gawker posted link to the script for *The Hateful Eight, which is a western that Tarantino's pr- uh, working on. But apparently, they knocked it down tar- as a Tarantino failed to prove that it was an act of direct copyright infringement. That's what the judge said. <laughs> the judge said he would allow Tarantino's uh, attorney to amend arguments and refile the complaint for May first. Although Gawker did not post the script to its site. Tarantino's attorney charged the script would not have been widely accessible if Gawker had not linked it. I don't know. As far as Tarantino, Tarantino movies really do need to kind of stay in the dark. I mean, yeah, Transformers, okay, yeah, Infamous Prime's gonna be in there. But as far as Tarantino stuff, there's a lot of dialogue involved. What was there's a slave movie? That's a good fucking question. It just, I just lost it in my head. 
because I oh Django and Chained. I hated that movie. All right, you know what? Tarantino. We're talking to since we're on Tarantino. What's Dude, what's just exploding. Shane? It's you got, basically take people it. exploding with the N word every three seconds. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But like, I did. I just. I just thought. It was Sometimes bad. Tarantino just kind of hits a hits a hits a nerve. Or he made Reservoir like. Dogs, and that's amazing. But and then uh, he kind of went all freaking like. Yeah. Uh, what's that guy there? Um, Robert Rodriguez on you a little mm-hmm. bit. They hung mm-hmm. out a little too much with the with the. With the with the two movies they did together there, Grindhouse. Well, first and, uh, of all, Tarantino's Tarantino's <laughs> Tarantino's uh, use of the word nigger. It, it's really, it's it, oh, it doesn't, shut oh, up! Oh, hey, bleep. it's a fucking podcast, okay? Yeah, not, and first of all, we're that. all white, and I'm not. Le- I don't care about white guilt. Anybody who's outraged can suck my ass. I am. I'm leaving. Uh, shut up! You're not going anywhere. You have nothing right, to yeah, do. Seymour and I have a uh, <laughs> have an idea for a for a topic. <laughs> have you guys met Seymour? He's my friend. I want you to talk about Django Unchained a little bit more. I've never seen it, so you guys. I don't want to talk about, about the movie. I didn't like it. <laughs> you didn't like it? I thought it made me uncomfortable, and I didn't like I'm it. I'm gonna go take a waz, and then I got. Oh, let's, hey, let's it was current events. Out. Actually, you're talking about current events. I we got, are. I got, I got a couple one cur- for you right I here. I know you do. Heard let's on the radio it. earlier this week in the news that apparently it's been reported that Bono is having trouble writing songs. You know what I say to that? <laughs> Good. <laughs> what the hell? I fucking hate Bono. You talking you two to me? Yeah. <laughs> you know why? I'm gonna go. Use you, you know why? You know Bono's having. He can't find his lucky T-shirt. Oh, the Gazi shirt? That's yeah. right. That kid stole it from me. Breaking. Be back in a minute. Oh, my man, my man, over here. Yeah. Uh, you wreck me, baby. Because like, you're a Jew. Hey, guys. Welcome back. I like that sweatshirt. Sit down, really asshole. Hey, um, squirrel. Anyways. Sears. It's got like a little at, fucking awesome? nautical shit <laughs> on it. Lands in collection. It's like, beautiful it. 55 degrees Tommy out here Hill on the patio. The podcast edition. Original hipster. Sitting there, uh, fucking Charlie Brown. I don't know. Maybe one day we'll use our real names. Till then, we're gonna be all secretive. Well, like they've Batman already been Robin. accidentally dropped in a few times here, but yeah, all right, let's get out. Let's do this. Oh yeah, I got a couple other, other things I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Obviously, since I'm a comedy, I hope web, it's such a good. Let's uh, do this. Current event. Like right, why don't you just talk about current events? We are, but I try to keep it positive. But this one, it's this one's a little upsetting to me. You know, so I want I want to bring this up. All right. Artie Lang is a comedian. He did a couple movies, Beer League. Uh, he was in the Howard Stern show, and he's got a show, uh, the Artie Lang show, which is uh, weeknights at, at 10, p- 10 p.m. And he likes heroin. He's been, dude, he's been clean for like three years. Because <laughs> of shit. All right. And he's, a good, he's a damn good comedian, but he's in the hospital. He had dude, to miss really? the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he, uh, okay, he that's great he's soundtrack. in the hospital. Have you heard it? Huh? Sorry, go ahead. He was in the hospital outside of Detroit after going into diabetic shock. Uh, he tweeted his condition, a picture of his fat ass. Apparently, he's lost about 20 pounds. He's been on a lengthy tour this year, uh, and then he's just trying to get oh, better. God, but uh, Artie, uh, get better, bro. You know, and your wife, your, your fiance is gorgeous. So, get better, bro. Anyways, uh, onto another topic. Hipster, what do you got for us? What's your current event, my friend? Yeah. Besides the gray hair, I, don't, I already pepper. had it. Bono, not writing songs. Thank God. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Somebody that was... take a crap on him. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, we were talking about because uh, if you if you if you go blank, it's okay. I got I got another no, we I got another topic about, about a, a shipwreck this... in San Francisco. You know, yeah. Well, you ready. I don't think anybody really gives a shit about. What's well, going if we got on time, let's dive into the soundtrack. Let's get into the soundtrack. All right, soundtracks for movies. You went off on a tangent when you first started talking about the Tron soundtrack, this, and then you well, were talking about the Pacific the Rim soundtrack. So well, why don't you go back to the beginning when you first well, started getting insane about soundtracks? Let's do this. Movie soundtracks. 
You know, my man over here. What, what we brought it? up. What is your name? Charlie name Brown. Shane. Shane. Shane over here <laughs> he texts me and he's I'm like, dude. This. He's like, dude, let me do. He's like, movie soundtracks, top five. Because okay. we were talking about Narrowed explosions in the sky. Yeah, explosions in the sky, which I've never heard of them. Awesome band, by the way. Yeah. That's why I was leaning. That's why. All I, instrumental. They're basically Friday Night Lights. Oh, dude, it's yeah. just it's just Austin, good. Texas. But here's the thing. That band goes into this movie that I want to watch and, and talk about. It's called. Uh, Prince Avalanche. Yeah, okay. yeah, Paul yeah. Rudd, Emil Hirsch, Emil Hirsch, right? Emil, Emil Hirsch. I want to. I want us to watch that movie. Talk he about. He was it. in um, Speed Racer. Yeah, Into the Wild, which I right? for some reason enjoyed the hell out of. All right. So I want. What I want to do is eventually I want to watch Drinking Buddies and Prince Avalanche. Talk about those in the podcast. Paul Rudd type stuff. Paul Rudd's in one of them. Uh, Jake Johnson's in the other one with Olivia Wilde. Uh, the guy from uh, what's his name from Office Space. Uh, and Steve, uh, the main Steve character. Carroll? No, the main character Office Space. The I don't know. Oh, John name. Krasinski. No. Office space, like the from the one from the oh guy. Ron Livingston, yes Ron yeah, yeah, Livingston, yeah. and then Anna Kendrick is in the movie too. Love me some. We need Kendrick. to watch those. We need to watch those two movies. But first of all, let's get back to right. what you're talking about. We'll do that after we do the porn movies. I love movie soundtracks. Okay, they're fun. To, I, I love listening to them. I'm, I'm an instrumental type musical kind of guy. I listen to music like that. First, t- first getting into movie soundtracks back in the '80s, the Lethal Weapon soundtrack was my favorite. Uh, nice. there, there was a scene when you know Briggs was chasing Gary Busey down the thing. It's like, da, 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 like that. I love that. that. That's always been in my head. Which one did I give you on vinyl? Beverly Hills Cop 2. Beverly Hills Cop I love Cop the two. Beverly Hills Cop the dan, dan, right? oh, yeah, yeah. The synthesizer? Yeah, it's something badass. But Lethal Weapon started it all for me, all right? So Shane's like, dude, top five, right? I don't think I can narrow it down to top five. but I, I, can I give did you, until... I can give you a couple. Obviously, Lethal Weapon's my favorite. You dark know what? Knight. I you guys the do your thing. Knight, okay? You guys do yours, and then you know what? I have I already have a couple loaded in right. Okay, like okay. So I'll go. I'll go because. Okay, you I, do it. I don't know. Lethal Ours are going to be really different. You're, you're no, into like the different. scores. Mine I'm, are, I'm into the composer. The composer. Mine score, are into like things but, I actually want to put on and listen to all that. Right, but I can listen to. Yeah, yeah, the Lethal yeah. Weapon. Problem is, this is the stuff you listen yeah, to. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, Lethal Weapon, The Dark Knight. Okay, okay top two. All right, then. I don't know. I have a whole bunch here. Tron Legacy. The Dust Brothers, okay? Oh, is that nice. Dust Brothers uh, or Daft no, Punk? Daft Punk, my bad. I also have Fight Club on here, which was the the Dust Brothers. Huge into Fight Club back. Wasn't it Trent Reznor as well? Uh, no, that was Lost Highway. Have you listened to oh, our true. Drive soundtrack? Because apparently that's awesome. Okay, well, I will put that on my list. Yeah. Uh, Drive is a, great, is a really good movie. Highly awesome recommend it. Soundtrack. So, Tron yeah. Legacy. Then I got number four. I'm I know Ryan Gosling could be a badass. Back to the Future is one of my favorite. The Trilogy. Huey Lewis okay? in the action? Not, not just Huey Lewis, but uh, Alan... Silvestri, I think is how you pronounce it. But mostly Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis is the one song. Yeah. Alan Silvestri does the musical composer. I'm afraid you shit. boys are just too loud. Right. And then, <laughs> I don't know what my fifth is. Uh, Saw him in concert. Terminator Huey 2. Huey Lewis, really? Sweet. And the news. Uh, I love Huey Lewis. That's my you can't first forget the news. Yes, we're listening. No, we're talking. Sorry, we're distracted. What do you want from us? Terminator 2 is a good one, too. But... Another one on my list, Away We Go. And you've seen this movie. Yeah. Soundtrack. Is that the one with the birds? Away oh, We Fly Go Away Home. is um, John Krasinski, <laughs> Krasinski and uh, My Rudolph. My Rudolph. Oh, dude, that's a coming of age type yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a good it's, movie. That's a, you, would, you would probably like that movie in a way where it's kind of real and it's kind of like Although the party he's going down on My Rudolph and he stops and he's like, oh, you taste different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First scene of the movie. That's how I know she's pregnant. Um, <laughs> Okay. So, and then just to drop in a few more, this is 40, great, various artists, great soundtrack. Nice. Royal Tenenbaums. It's a good one. Major League. Royal okay. Tenenbaums is how I found out about Nick Drake, just like every right. other wannabe and, hipster. And Major League. We love Major League, 25th anniversary of this year, right? The only reason why that, that soundtrack is good because of two songs, okay? Pennant Fever by Yes, 
James Newton Howard, all right? James Newton Howard. Also, The Dark Knight with Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Uh, and Burn On by Randy Newman, which is the intro song at the beginning of the movie. Um, fantastic. Also, Into the Wild, great soundtrack by Eddie Vedder. It's like, yep. oh, damn, I didn't even think of that one. Right? Ghostbusters, various artists, Goodfellas. Also, another various artist. That was all the money we had, Karen. <laughs> Karen, right? These, those are those are mine. I mean, I like, I like there's the probably a million more out there that I could say yes. My new favorite, Prince Avalanche. Listen to the soundtrack today. Explosion in the sky. Probably my new favorite band right yeah, now. Yeah, dude, I, they're so, right up your alley. I mean, the name Explosion in the Explosions in the Sky is like okay. You know, when, when I first heard you, you, you not like you're that. like, come on. No, I was Come like, on. I was like, all right, but you told me it was all instrumental shit, and they do soundtrack. Yeah, all they did the soundtrack to, for Lone Survivor. Uh, the, you know, they the, did that. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. And yeah, Neil they, Hirsch. they started out doing uh, uh, Friday Night Lights the movie. Yep. Yeah. I gotta hear this. Solid, though. solid, dude. All right, here's all right, my go ahead. What's yours? Here's go ahead. my honorable mentions. Okay, honorable mentions. Nice. Now the two of them are honorable mentions just because I think it's kind of cheap to take a concert movie to make it your soundtrack. Okay. But the last waltz by the band is one of my favorite albums of all time, let alone soundtrack. It's okay. But it's all a concert. Right, right, right. The last like, waltz is. It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, Van Morrison, Neil Young. It's a movie like um, about the band. Bob Dylan. Like, right. The band. It's their last concert. Continue. All right. The Grateful Dead movie. It's just a random Grateful Dead concert, but okay. it's a good. I love okay. listen to it every once in a while. The Commitments is the movie about the, uh, it's a Roddy Doyle book, and it's a bunch of people on the dole in uh, Ireland, a bunch of working class people, and they start a uh, soul band. And so it's like a whole bunch of soul music. Okay. And, uh, pretty awesome. Um, about a Boy. Yeah. Is, have you ever seen that movie? Is that with, uh, what's his face there? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. And I, I don't even him. care. I like me some Hugh Grant. Okay. But yeah, it's, Hugh uh, Grant's good. He was good for Badly Drawn Boy was the guy that did that whole soundtrack. All right. All right. So then I realized later that I have a top six. So we got... What? Top six? The Muppet movie, the original. Now, before you laugh at me, listen like to... The, the original... The original Muppet movie. Original, original. It's got Rainbow Connection, Moving Right Along, Something Better Comes Along, Ralph, you know, I hope that something better comes along, right? <laughs> and then, can you picture that? The Dr. Teeth and the Electric yeah. Mayhem? All right. That shit's awesome. I don't care what you say. And then we got Elizabeth Town, which is a movie I had Mark watch because he's a Cameron Crowe lover, and he hated it. What movie was Elizabeth this? Elizabeth Town. Uh, you hated yeah. that movie. I had to stop halfway. The wife didn't leave. But Cameron Crowe, you know how he is. He's going to put I together. I like Cameron Crowe. It's like Americana goodness. It's Nancy Wilson, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Elton John, Ryan Adams, My Morning Jacket, Patty Griffin, The Hollies, Lindsey Buckingham. That's up your alley. I love Lindsey Buckingham. Yep. All Americana Southern Rock. Okay, then we got Empire Records just because I'm a 90s nerd. We got the Jim Blossoms, Cranberries, Toad the Wet Sprocket. Better than Ezra, Walk Cracker. Oh, yeah, better than Ezra. You know what I'm like saying? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, what else? In singles, you can't go oh, wrong yeah, with the movie. With Have you seen that? No. Seen Pearl oh. Jam's in, a, in the movie. With Anything with Pearl Jam, you're drinking Fucking off. Citizen they're, Dick, right? Yeah, the band <laughs> name is Citizen Dick. Love Come it. On. That's who's got, the, who's the guy from Citizen Dick? Who's the guy that played him, the lead singer? Um, Shit, I can't think of his name. Oh, was it, uh, what's his face? Was he in Entourage, right? It was his brother, right? It was his brother. Yeah. What's anyway. The, uh, who, what is it? I'm sorry. Go back. I wasn't paying attention. What? The guy from Singles. I don't. Like I said, I've never seen no, it. No, Entourage. Remember the, what's it say? It's drama. Joey Johnny Drama. What's Johnny your... Wahlberg? No, no drama. Drama, Johnny drama. Dr- Johnny Drama. His brother. The, the famous one. Anyway, that's got Alice in Chains. It it, basically, Love everybody. Love Chains. I saw them in concert the as well. Pearl Jam, Chris Cornell, Mother Love Bone, Soundgarden, Mudhoney. Oh, dude. Okay, so it wasn't really composing. It was just a bunch of music. Yeah. 
Okay. So, so the, it's a soundtrack. The Chris Cornell song, Seasons, yeah. that song is fucking awesome. Okay. They, they played that in Man of Steel, too. So I'm going to go ahead and skip over Garden State just because I love that, and that's beside the point. That's a good But movie my too. number love one is The Big Chill, and that's a little bit of cheating, but I got it on vinyl for $3, and it's basically the best collection of Motown I've ever heard in my life. It's got. How's it, how's it cheating? Because it's just like a greatest hits album of Motown. I mean, okay. You can't go okay. wrong. We got Hurt Through the Grapevine, My Girl, Good Lovin', Tracks of My Tears, Joy to the World, Ain't Too Proud to Beg. We got Smokey Robinson on here, The Four Tots, Marvin Gay, The Marvelettes. Come on. That's, I'm not it's unstoppable. It's some lovemaking right dude, there. Dude, you put that on while you're making dinner or having a drink before people come over, you're going to be fucking grooving. I'm telling you. <laughs> Second that emotion comes on, you're going to be like, I know you want to leave. It's going to be good <laughs> shit, I'm telling you. All right. So, what so uh, mine's, Matt, mine's Matt, a, Dillon. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. All right. Okay. So mine's a bunch of mixtapes. Yours is like <laughs> yours is like yeah. Here's a bunch of mixtapes. Mine's like, who's this freaking who's a composer that's gonna make music for like an hour and a half? So that's me. Okay. So, would you guys like to hear my? Uh, yes. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Do it. Okay. Let's go around the table. All right. First thing that pops into my head is Terminator. First one. Yeah, okay. I have to say the first. No. I'm gonna say the second one. Yeah. The second one, T2, the second, the first one was cool. Sick ass soundtrack. But the second Terminator had more emotion behind its soundtrack, which was Brad Fiedel. That's the guy that did the soundtrack. Thank you. Like I do have to give uh, Fidel. Maybe I, I do have know. to give a uh, tip of the cap to um, Christopher Nolan, and not just for The Dark Knight, but also for Gladiator. When All at right. the end. When he dies and he goes into heaven, so he's going composer too. I yeah, guess. the that was some of the heaviest, emotionally heaviest uh, music that I've ever heard in an album in a, in a movie. I mean, it it it, it pretty it pretty much it got to you. But nothing holds a candle than Trevor Jones, who composed Last of the Mohicans. Oh, nice! I love that movie. That was because it was basically just the Last violin, the and the the violin gets. A little bit, the, the pitch goes a little bit higher, and then a little bit higher, and then a little bit higher, and then you hear a little bit bass, and then the bass gets bigger, and the bass gets bigger, and then when you attach it to the movie, when the bitch in the white dress jumps off the cliff, that was like you're 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 watching the, as the music gets louder and louder, and she steps closer to the cliff, and you're like, she's not gonna jump, she's not gonna jump. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, there she goes, <laughs> and you're like, oh man. And then there's like, uh, my my girl there. Uh, Margaret uh, von Dukenstein. I forget her name. Margaret von Dukenstein. <laughs> but her face when she sees her sister go off the cliff, it was you. You just fall to pieces. You want to uh, know my favorite part? So as far of as that that, my, that Michael Mann movie, but that soundtrack, I can I I can't say there may I can't say without a doubt there's a there's a soundtrack better than the Last Lemon Hoogans, and I believe it was called um, the Kiss. Was the hmm. actual name of that song, but it, it, it that song was pretty much repeated and repeated in one way or another throughout the entire movie, and that that in a lot of ways, like in the Dark Knight, it's the same it's the same repeating and sounds repeating and repeating, yeah. and it just yeah. builds and builds, and then towards the end it just kind of climaxes. I'm climaxing. <laughs> it's kind of like I was like I used to like Celine Dion in Titanic. Oh, <laughs> I climaxed before I went to work this morning. <laughs> You probably did, you sick bastard. <laughs> I got up, threw on clothes, and ran out the door. <laughs> but uh, it was... Um, all late shit, probably. I have to say, yeah. that that movie was... That soundtrack was really... That that was the pinnacle for me, as far as soundtracks go. Yeah. I can't I can't think of anything better. Yeah, turn... Okay, okay, as far as my honorable mention goes, 
This one's awesome. But do you only go? Do you only go four? What four movies? Oh, I'm going on four because huh? I didn't. I didn't make. A, I didn't make a sound. I, you guys didn't let spot. me know. But I'm throwing it out the cuff here. Here we go. First Blood Part Two. Because here's the scene where he. The oh scene. shit. Yeah, dude. That's, we, that, didn't, we didn't put Young Guns. The only Bon Jovi yeah, CD I yeah. like. Young Guns Two though, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Young Guns Two. Because the scene in First Blood Part Two. Is it glory? It's a good. It's I'll a like good soundtrack. Like, you, but, I'll make you famous. <laughs> it's a good soundtrack, but First Blood Part Two. It's 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 cheesy. It's corny, but that scene where he's behind he's behind the jail the, behind the jail gate, and he says to Troutman, he goes, "Hey, sir, do we get to win the war this time?" And then Troutman looks at him and goes, "This time it's up to you." And then all of a sudden, you, all of a sudden you hear that that you see hear that Rambo music, and it just was like, and it just and you that is like that is like that is like scraping a gun across the dirt. You're like, this is fucking awesome. I'm telling you guys though, I hate Bon Jovi, right? What's wrong with Bon Jovi? But then there's his haircut and his Fugazi t-shirt. Anytime you start a CD. Start a CD off with uh, freaking Jack Pont or uh, Jack Bauer going, "You are not a god." Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and Billy Westmans is like, "Why don't you pull the trigger and find out?" And then it's wait, is that Young Guns too? Yeah, yeah. So okay. Awesome. Yeah. I wanted to just, I wanted to clarify. Yeah, that. glory. You know what's in Young Guns one? Whatever happened to Christian Slater? The speech, Aaron, um, drugs, life, <laughs> jail. Know. Well, same thing that happened to um, Artie Lang. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Same thing that happened to Keith or Sutherland. Uh, you know, Christian Slater just didn't get twenty-four. Dude, so. that new episode's gonna be sick. Of what? You taping uh, Orphan Black for me tomorrow? What episode of what? Uh, twenty-four. Oh, I don't want. We gotta go back. We gotta go back to Marvel. Keith or Sutherland pisses me off. We gotta go Marvel. back to. We gotta go back to Marvel. I got a topic for you. Marvel is killing off a major character. Uh-oh. They get herpes. All right. In the next movie. It's been almost 40 years since Wolverine's first appearance on the very last page Come of The Incredible on. Hulk number 180. How's Wolverine going to die? In comic book time, of course. Wolverine is much older, <laughs> over 100 years old. The century lifespan has, that has seen the man called Logan become a soldier, a samurai, a superhero, an X-Men, and an Avenger. Hmm, have to think about that one. Avenger? Yeah, I know. This, even the comic book used This September... A singer in Les Miserables. This, is, this September, that's going to end. Marvel has been teasing a radical new development in the Wolverine history. Three months to die is what they're going to call it, which robs Wolverine of his healing factor, the mutant power that has kept them alive, kicking through decades of fatal injuries. Now, Three Months to Die will culminate in a four-part miniseries in September called simply Death of Wolverine. I got the picture here to show Mini-series. you. Miniseries? Written by Charles Soule... Sh- Sh- and drawn by Steve McNiven, Death of Wolverine number one hits uh, on uh, September third, and the last one, number four, is September. Oh, you're talking about the comic September twenty September twenty fourth. No, as far as I know, as far as I know in the movies, I have no idea. But this is this is comic. This book. is comic book. But yeah, then again, all right, all right. when Superman died, when Batman had his back broken, when the Green Lantern went became a homosexual, it's one of those moments in comic book history. Which Green Lantern is a homosexual? Is it Hal Jordan or one of the other guys? Hal Jordan. No, because there's multiple. Hal Green Jordan. Lanterns. That wasn't just a dumb gay joke. He really did. Hal, the Green Lantern in the comic books is now gay. Oh, and all the, in yeah, the entire which, Justice which, and the entire Justice League shows up in the comic books for the wedding. Yeah, but that's which awesome. Green Lantern though? Is it? Is it? The, is it the? Because there's multiple Green Lanterns. 
I don't know. Is there one with Finn? What's the gayest first name? That's Aquaman. That's Aquaman. Aquaman. No, because Aquaman's the, in, useless. In the comic, there's Hal Jordan, and then there's there's a there's a black guy that plays the Green Lantern. I just guy. want you guys to know that I meant the Green Lantern that was on the planet during the Green Lantern, Lantern movie. That's, mean, a te- that's a teaser picture right there. Wolverine. If I, I get that, a chance, you go to positivesarcasm.com. I'll tweet the photo later. That. That's crazy. Because how at pos sarcasm, I mean, I'll tweet a photo. Off, Wolverine. They killed off Spider-Man too. If you you know why they you know why they killed off Spider-Man? Because he sucks. Well, I mean. A comic book, a comic guy could die, but they could always they could always bring it back in a different series. I mean, Batman's died like four times; he keeps coming back. I mean, yeah, Superman died and he it, came back. And is Superman's death still the most emotionally? I don't know. Like that's that's a pretty. Heavy, I have the comic book and it's pretty. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Hard to look at. Like even I looked at it and I go, dude, that's that's pretty rough. Even the Batman getting his back broken by Bane comic is tough to look at. Remember too. when they brought when they brought all the Superman back? It was like seven incarnations. Of I, have, I have. Yeah, some I had those, those yeah. books. It was that was cool. that was pretty big when I was I mean, in like eighth grade. It's 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 just as big. it's tough to look at. Just like you know when the Ultimate Warrior got put in the casket by the Undertaker back in ninety two. <laughs> I mean. You tell me how you felt insert, when that happened. Insert right? random. He got put there recently, anyway. But a boom chain. Uh, yeah, he did. He did pass away. Warrior. Runa boom chain. Yeah. Does anybody? Uh, anybody want to say uh, happy birthday to uh, Al Pacino? Oh, happy birthday. Seventy four today. Seventy four, right? and so is Talia Shire, and uh, she's sixty eight. Yeah, and uh, doesn't look a day over sixty eight. <laughs> That's why they Gina Torres the from the Rocky, Matrix. Rocky Jason Lee, your boy. Forty four. <laughs> oh, forty four. And Renee Zellweger. <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on. 45. 45. Standard yeah. comic book rules apply. Touch not, lest ye be touched. Jason, Jason Lee, right, Brody. Oh. <laughs> I think I got a couple. Oh, James McAvoy from Wanted. Your recommendation. He's something. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, is. yeah, I remember telling you about that back in the day. Yeah, uh, he, uh, well, Wanted was, Wanted was something just amazing. I mean, I can't believe. Yeah, they should expand on that and make a Wanted 2 or some shit. Yeah. Have Angel right, and Jolie's twin sister come back try to kill him or something. Charlie Brown's out. All right. You we're going to go? close it up. Uh, once again, at POS Sarcasm on Twitter. Go to PositiveSarcasm.com. I'll have a new uh, new article up every Sunday night. Seven. The podcast is uploaded uh, usually Saturday morning at the latest. You can find it on iTunes. And you can find us also on Stitcher. 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 What, what? So we're moving up in the what? world, you know, two steps forward, one step back, and kicking the ass. But uh, till next time, if you uh, find your Fugazi t-shirt, just please mail it over to us. Uh, <laughs> Fugazi. Anyways, uh, we'll see what, what kind of lineup we got for next week, but we're going to make it happen. And then after that, we're going to work on a couple movies a little more, uh, yeah, what a little we, more you're going to watch so late at night. What are we talking about? So, so say for... I want to watch Drinking Buddies and uh, Prince Avalanche. All right, what are the ones that you want us? We're gonna heads, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get gross. We're gonna watch. What's next week's show gonna be about? It's gonna be about something off. When you're back, since since, I'm, since I'm gonna be out next week, maybe a special special guest call in next weekend. Then next we'll week. work. Then we'll see what we can work. We'll work on a uh, a setup where which whichever movies we're gonna watch. But I have two that we'll set what up. What are the two you got set up? Those are gonna be a door. Yeah, that movie, dude. It has a thirty Just on fucking Rotten Tomatoes. A I know thirty. So did you see what it's about? Yep. Two old ladies are banging each other's stepson. Yeah. Yay. What's the other one? Okay. Blue is the warmest color. I want to see that one. <laughs> right, so we're going to watch both of those. You can't, we can't have both of those on the same episode. Yeah, we can. We're going to stain the couches. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Stain the couches. Uh, right. For the few that are listening, appreciate you guys listening. All 14. Uh, please, tell a friend about the podcast. The more you tell us, the better we're, the better prepared we're going to be. Saturday afternoon, Shane, what's up? Yeah, yeah. When, we get, when we get 20 podcasts, maybe we can do location. We can do meet and greet, sign some autographs. Yeah. Saturday, May 24th, I'll be in Boston for a bodybuilding event. More details to come. Anyways, for the group. I'll be in Connecticut next weekend. What? Yep. <laughs> Peace. Peace. See you.